Hey everyone, this is Colin. And this is Sam. And we are The The Jitters. So Sam, how you doing? Hi Colin, I'm doing really well this morning. Why? It's a great day. It's almost fall break. That's what I'm about. Yeah, and it's Lincoln Public School fall break. So I get a little bit of a semi-break. From your practicum. From my practicum. Thank oh, you for knowing nice. yeah. the word. Practicum? Yeah. Is I that don't a know. hard word? I think some people don't know what it means and what it is. Oh. Like that don't, you know, when I say I have to go to my practicum and maybe people that don't know me really well, they're like, you have to do what? Oh, my brother is a teacher, so. Oh, that makes sense. He, he had to go through a practicum also. You so. know, you know the biz, you know, know the lingo. The biz. Noise. Okay. So we have a kind of a, a cool person with us today. A really cool person. He's to my left. (laughs) (laughs) Or is he? Whoa. You'll never know because you're listening to this, so you can't observe. I'm talking to the audience. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. You totally just destroyed the fourth wall right there. I kicked right through it. I (laughs) decimated it. (laughs) Colin, let's introduce our guest. Yeah. Michael. Yay. Boulier. Hey, I'll say your name. Thanks for having me on the show. It's Michael Bollier. Ah, oh, dang it. Close. That's all right. Nobody gets it right on the first try. Yeah, but the problem is, is that's not my first try. That's like my millionth try. Every time I see you, I'm like, how do you say your last name? And you say it. And then I'm like, got it. I don't, I don't, but got you don't it. actually got it. No. Say that's it okay. one more time for the people at home. Bollier. Bollier. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed Bullier. it. Okay. Makes syllabus week awful. Oh, yeah. Because everyone's trying to pronounce it. Especially now that I'm in, like, upper-level classes. It's, like, all, like, foreign teachers, like, from Russia and Japan and stuff. And they, like, can't even pronounce my first name. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, murder, murder. So I'm just like, I think that's me. (laughs) me. Here. (laughs) It's like (laughs) A.A. So, So Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Excited for I'm also excited for fall break. I have one more midterm and a very, very dry entrepreneurship class. Dry. Yeah, it's just like a lot of like it's just like really long lectures and is he makes attendance mandatory. So you have to go every single week, but all of your learning is through the book. So it's like really pointless and just annoying and he also has like a 1.6 rate my professor rating so i guess that's my fault for not reading doing my research but you know we'll take what we can get at this point you can do it you're almost there thanks thanks sam you're welcome michael can you tell um our audience a little bit about like what you do like who are you on campus okay um well i'm involved in a couple things um First, I'm I'm in Pike. I do recruitment for Pike, so um, I've gotten to meet a lot of freshmen that way. Second of all, I am a strengths coach with these two lovely individuals, so I've gotten to know them pretty well over the last couple years. And then third, I do NHRI, which is the Nebraska Human Resources Institute, and that's been really fun. I'm actually just getting involved in that, but I've really enjoyed being able to take a mentorship role that way. And... um, I guess the other two, my other two involvements, I haven't been as involved with as I wish I could, but I've gotten really busy with the other three and also 
dry entrepreneurship classes. So, um, <laughs> um, but I did Camp Kessum for a little while. Um, I wish I could have stuck with that, but they just didn't really work out super well. And then I I go to club tennis every once in a while, but I'm a very inconsistent at going. Hmm. But, That's all right. Yeah. I know that game of being like, ah, oh, I want to give some time to this, but my other responsibilities mm-hmm. don't allow me to. High harmony. High harmony. It's tough. It's tough out here. It's tough out here for us. That's me too. Oh, oh, we all sorry. have harmony yeah. in our top five. Strengths. Clifton strengths. Clifton strengths, people. Clifton strengths. Oh. All right. <laughs> so is let's that what <laughs> this podcast is? Just it's just, just strength about the strengths. strengths. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this quote, shall we? We shall. Pair it up for us, Michael. Okay. So the quote is, optimism is an intellectual choice. Hmm. What do you think about that? First impressions. Um, the first thing that kind of jumps out to me about this is kind of like a, like a fake it till you make it kind of thing. Okay. It kind of reminds me of that. Like you don't have to necessarily be like the most positive person, like the most, the person that's like lights up the room when you walk in. Um, but if you like try or you like you you fake it you pretend like you are you smile at people when they walk down the street you address people by their name um, you accept your genuine comp- compliments and you like consistently do that eventually like you just like won't have to fake it you'll just be a positive person with like a high um, sci- high self efficacy and mm. um, self assurance I like to think and I think I've kind of done that over the last couple of years since coming to Lincoln too i think i've yeah. seen that growth like i think you've you've become so much more positive and and like outgoing maybe just a tad bit since like i met you freshman year like it was like it like you could tell how quiet you were freshman year and now you're just more of like a you're not afraid to like step out there and be like hey you're you're looking good today or something like that thanks colin yeah. means a lot yeah um i like Sam and I were talking about this on the way in, but I moved around a lot as a kid. And so, I mean, I I guess not a ton, but like a decent amount where I had five or so elementary slash middle schools. So I was always playing, I was always playing like social catch up when it came to like friend groups and cliques and everything. Um, so once, once I came to the UNL, like it was finally like everyone was on the same playing field because like everyone was trying to make new friends. So I like finally felt like I wasn't in a hole. So yeah, I was ne- so I was really easy to open up and find my group and find my involvements that I've gotten a whole lot out of so far. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's like a really cool just little story that you told because I would I had never really thought of it that mm-hmm. way, you know, because college is really that time where everyone is on the same playing field, so to speak, and everyone's looking for those friends and everyone's like a little shy but a little excited. But yeah, when you're a kid and moving around like kids can sometimes be yeah. brutal like to a new person i think yeah and it's like every single person like or every single group you go to have have been friends since they were four like yeah. childhood photos together and i'm like that was like three friend groups ago for me yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah so and that was always really annoying i was like oh new school here we go again I mean, like that kind of thing but so that probably really actually built up like this quote you know, maybe you trying to go in with that positive attitude, even if you didn't feel super positive about the whole thing. I don't know. What do you think about that? I think, I think that experience definitely like 
built my optimism. Like, it definitely wasn't, I don't know, I definitely wasn't noticeable at the time just because I would, like, I don't know, I, would, I wouldn't take it as, like, all right, time to be optimistic. Like, let's, let's get the best out of this. Mm-hmm. But um, once, I, once I got here, I realized just, like, the positivity, like, oh, I've been through this many a times. I can do it again, and I'm going to do it right this time. So I think that it built my optimism, but it wasn't, like, obvious at the time. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. Very cool. Colin, I want to know what you think about this quote. I kind of really like it just for the fact of like, I think to a point optimism is kind of a choice. Like there are times where like life sucks and you just have to like think about like, can I get through this? Yes. And will it be okay? Yes. And then like attacking it like that. Um, I didn't have a great week (laughs) last week. Yeah. Last week I was just so many things went wrong, but it was so much, it was so, it was a lot of me trying to be like, it's not that bad. Like if I, if like my computer is going to cost like $2,000 to fix, like, could I just do school with my iPad and like use a different computer? Like trying to be like, if all of like, if the worst case scenario happens, could I get through it? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, the answer was totally yes. And I think that was really, it was like, it was at the time. I think it was, I was also really nervous. Like I don't think optimism some people are like, oh, you're positive all the time. But I think you can be like scared and like kind of anxious, but still be optimistic. Like you can still be like, shit, this could go really wrong really fast, but still being like, but if it does, I think I could get through it. Right. Yeah. I like how you mentioned that optimism and positivity aren't necessarily synonymous. Cause I agree with that. I don't think they mean the same thing. I think positivity is maybe like I don't want to say because I think positivity is a really good thing and I consider myself to be a positive person but sometimes it might kind of be like a blind like excitement or a blind like faith in things like whereas optimism is kind of what Colin described like you know that things maybe aren't the greatest right now you realize that maybe life is on a bad place or something like that, but mm-hmm. you still maybe have some hope for the future or some hope for even what the day can bring. I don't know. That's, I guess, how I would define like the difference. Whereas positivity is like, nope, everything's fine. Maybe like ignoring some of the more negative things. Mm-hmm. Whereas optimism is seeing the negative things, but saying, let's make lemonade out of lemons. See for me, <laughs> see for me, I think that? it's like the op. For me, it's like the opposite. Oh, tell like, me. I don't know. I I guess I've always looked at positivity as like kind of from like a strengths aspect, mm-hmm. as in like, um, let's get the best out of the situation, no matter what the situation is. Okay. Um, not necessarily like lighting up the room, but always having like that natural tendency to to wanting to get the best out of things. Okay. Whereas optimism is just like an in general, just like I don't know good out outlook like things are going to be okay mm, interesting i like it we so we all kind of have our own mm. definitions a little bit of what it means I, which i think is cool our brains all work differently you know <laughs> isn't that interesting yeah so that kind of like goes into like how optimism is an intellectual choice we're all intellectual beings but obviously our minds work differently so i want to know like how both of you um like maybe an example of this 
like that you've seen? I know, Colin, you kind of spoke to one a little bit about like your last week being a little more rough. Um, but Michael, do you have an example of when you kind of made a very explicit choice in your mind to be optimistic? Um, yeah, yes. Um, and I'll pull from a fairly recent one. Um, so like I said before, I'm doing NHRI and for NHRI, there's like this optional class that you have to, that you, you can take. It's like not required, but highly recommended, that kind of thing. And it's like, I heard a lot of good things about it. It sounded a lot like, um, a lot like a class that talks about, I don't know, this, this kind of thing, like how to build relationships, how to see strengths in others, um, how to see your own strengths and that kind of thing. But, and so I wanted to take it cause it's like right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like from seven to 10 on Thursday nights Ouch. tonight. Heck yeah. Um, and it's also like just a lot of work. Like you have to do three journals every single week about like stuff that's like not super defined. It's just like reflections. Mm-hmm. And so it ends up like kind of taking up a lot of time, which in, the midst of all my hardest classes junior year of college like just is not exactly what you need true <laughs> it's not exactly what i need um but kind of just like going through that class like especially in the first couple of weeks where i was like felt like i was getting behind in so many other classes um but and like kind of getting a little frustrated with the class but i use my optimism to say like to like really really like to really be engaged in that class and see like what kind of things I can get out of it. Um, notice that it is a good class. Like I am learning a lot of things. I'm just going to have to stick with it and it's, it, everything is going to be okay. You know, like I'm not going to fail out of school. My grades are not great, but they're never bad. So true. I think, yeah, it's optimism as a lot of perspective too. And I think you've mm-hmm. both spoken to that a little bit about saying, well, it's not quite as bad is it might feel right now. Um, An example that I have, um, I'm not too much of like a long-term goal setter necessarily, um, but in terms of short-term little goals, I do this all the time. So maybe going into a class that I find myself not being super engaged in, or maybe, you know, when I'm heading to work and I'm just like tired or not feeling like being around elementary school age children, just kind of like on that walk into class or that walk into work or wherever you're going, just kind of saying like, you know, let's make the best of this. I'm here, so I might as well like have a great time while I'm doing it. I do that a lot. And I guess maybe that's where I see a little bit of the optimism. But that's my example. Yeah, no, I definitely feel that. I, I worked as a camp counselor a couple summers ago. Yeah. With no, actually. Um, and there was there were a lot of kids that were excited to be there, but there were also a lot of kids that like very obviously like it was very obviously like a daycare for them, mm-hmm. and you just like you had to bring excitement as much as you could for nine a m on a Tuesday and <laughs> yeah. in a in a really really sweaty and mosquitoy forest, you know <laughs> yeah like and sometimes you have to like sometimes you have to make the intellectual choice for yourself in order to like push the team to be. Um, optimistic in general. I don't know if that made sense. I kind of just went with that. I think it did. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of like too of like when you when you take on like an, a mindset of optimism, 
the people around you one notice that but also like take it with you also like when you are a positive person and you're around like you're the same group of people for like an extended period of time they feel that and they feed off that yeah so like if you're not optimism and you're being like a not a great person the people around you sort of see that and they'll it'll be like for them it's like an okay he's not being a great person or she's not being a great person that means i don't have to either yeah so it it just puts a bigger burden on the entire team altogether for sure that's always hard yeah i agree i have nothing to add to that (laughs) (laughs) because i think you both covered it really well i guess here's a question though it's like how how do you how do you make up for those negative nellies in the team you know, do you add more optimism? Do you coach them into optimism? Can you do that? It's so crazy because we just figured out that, like, it takes five positive interactions to, like, turn the course on one negative interaction, which is crazy. And, like, how many interactions do you have throughout the day? Do either of you remember? It was, like, like 2,000 or 200,000 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was a two. Like it was how many zeros I don't know but like you have like these these hundreds uh, maybe thousands of interactions throughout the day and just thinking like how many of them are negative and how many of them are how many of them are positive and like how do you yeah how do you switch that over how do you how do you take something or someone that is in that not positive atmosphere and be like Hey, like, it's like, because when most of the time when someone else is being negative, I feel like it's not like, it's not like they're just inherently this horrible person. Yeah. It's like maybe they've had 40 or a hundred negative interactions that day and they just are like struggling to try and get past that. So yeah. Is that, is the fix like overwhelming them with positivity or is it like, or is it kind of like meeting them on their level and like kind of coaching them up to that? positiveness yeah. optimismness i feel like when it comes to like those negative interactions it's like once they start once they once you once they start adding up they start to snowball and it just gets worse and worse and then you're just like their mindset might just kind of hit the gutter you know when it comes to just being a positive person yeah and then it's just like and then and then at that point it gets like kind of like emotionally tiring to like try to overwhelm them with positivity so I feel like there's definitely a better way I just don't know I just don't know if I have that other way at this point Mm -hmm. so I lead with empathy as we say that's my number one Clifton strength is empathy Mm -hmm. um so I'm definitely a little more like what Colin talked about um not overwhelming somebody with positivity because I think it's okay like if maybe they are having that bad day. Um, but I, when anyone, when I ever have a negative interaction with anybody um, and maybe the negativity is maybe c- coming from them and not me, um, more often than not, and I've gotten better at this. I used to not be as good at this, but the majority of the time I will think to myself, there's something in their day that caused them to act like this, not that they're just maybe being a jerk, you know? Like, there's usually reasons for people's actions um, and not just, like, they're an inherently bad person. So I always try to, like, come at it from that angle. And I typically do go down to the level not of positive or not of negativity necessarily. Say, like, it's a student I'm interacting with or just a peer, whoever. Um, I don't meet them at the level 
of negativity, but I match my positivity level to what level they're at because I know it can be overwhelming because I've, I've had this experience where people are really just in your face and are like, no, life is great. But maybe this person's feelings right now, they're valid. It's okay to not have a great day. But it is, I think, just as this quote is saying, a choice about how we're going to move forward and like look at the situation we're in. So I think that's where I meet people when I interact with someone who's having a rough day. And have you been able to like notice like an uptick in their mood when you when you tend to go and, and meet them at that level? Do you think? Yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, I can think just in my practicum experience. So I'm at Lincoln High. I think I've probably mentioned that before. Um, but there are, you know how it was like to be in high school sometimes and be in a physics classroom that you maybe didn't want to be in. Um, so I'm that teacher that is teaching the physics, right? And I think it's important, and I really like my students and want them to think it's important. But I do realize that some days, maybe physics is not the most important thing. Maybe understanding the force equation is not the major thing in your life right now. Um, so I can think of an interaction that I just had a few days ago where a student was really bummed. And he's, he's usually sometimes a little disruptive in class. Um, but he's at least like awake and alert. But to that certain day, he was like really kind of down in the dumps and would have his head on his desk and everything. Um, and instead of, I remember one of my peers, or I guess the teacher of that, she was kind of like, oh, you need to like put your head up. You need to put your head up and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't come at it, or at it that way. Like I went and he was sitting in the back of class. So I just like went and sat by him and like asked him like how he was doing, like while the lesson was going on. And I didn't really care, you know, Yeah. like telling him over and over again to like put your head up that's not going to really help the situation. Um, and I mean, I don't know if he listened, but instead of his head like facing the desk, like he kind of like sat up and stared like after I had that like five minute conversation with him. So I, even if it's like a little, like a little progress, I see that as progress nonetheless. Yeah. So I guess that's an example. So, so developer of you. So developer. It's an interesting thing too of like meeting like the the approach that you have is so much more of an empathy based approach and it was cool too because of the fact of like not necessarily like holding someone like when somebody's negative it's like it's not that they're in like inherently or like attacking you in any way it's like just yeah. something in their life that has happened and like it's it's just like it's like you you're able to like totally block that off into like it being a them thing and them not like personally attacking it's just like hey they've they they're struggling right now that's like their thing i'm gonna do what i can to be there for them but like the fact that like you don't get upset about like when someone is like maybe negative towards you i think it's really cool mm -hmm. thank you and don't get me wrong i it it happens like that more and more so like i'm trying to continue to grow into that but there are times where i'm like <laughs> cheesed off a little bit, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> I hate I that I said that. I love that term, <laughs> cheesed off. Um, you know, because there's times that, like, I am, <laughs> there's times that I really am just kind of blind to other people's struggles because maybe it's a day where I'm lacking in my optimism or something, um, and I haven't gone through that intellectual, like, cycle of saying, today will be a good day, you know? Yeah. Um, so there are times where I'm, like, Grr, you know when someone does something and i'm like wait take a step back um, but sometimes it's not immediate 
So I'm not perfect. <laughs> yeah. So fun fact, I have empathy 34. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I, <laughs> I think I kind of have that, that same mindset of like, if someone's upset about something, it's like they're not personally attacking me in any way. It's just mm-hmm. like they are going through something. Yeah. But like, it, I feel like mine is so much more just like a blanket across everyone like Mm -hmm. it's less of like a on an individual basis of like Mm -hmm. me understanding what they're going through and just like well they must be going through something it's not my fault and it's they're not attacking me okay yeah so it's just a general mindset instead of like looking at the individual yeah it's it's a little bit less of an empathetic approach because i think i have empathy 34 like i just don't have that natural connection to be like something else is going on let me try and like help them through it or whatever it's just Mm -hmm. more of like a Oh, they went through it. Walk away. <laughs> like, and that's have a moment it, of silence, like, yep. And then just okay. stroll. <laughs> and that's okay. That's not a bad thing. Because it can be emotionally draining sometimes. So mm-hmm. that's good. Well, should we end on talking about our coffee drink? I have one last question. Oh, question. Just one last question. How? <laughs> Easy, Sam. <Jeez>. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> How are you both going to have an optimism outlook from here on out? Like what's what are you gonna do? Leaving you with an action leave them with an action item. Hmm. <laughs> Let me think. I don't know if this is necessarily like an optimism outlook, but I definitely want to try to use that empathy approach a little bit more. I feel like it's between um between coaching and learning about NHRI like I've really been working on how to use empathy like what like even defining empathy for me and now I'm just I'm just now trying to apply it in my own life like I used to think I was an an empathetic person but like once I like really really dive into it like I'm starting to think that I'm not as empathetic as I thought I was and I was a little bit leaning a little bit more towards that sympathy side and I just I don't want to I don't want to lead that way so I think um, the way I'll be more optimism, optimism, more optimism, more <laughs> optimistic is to lead with empathy, whether that's like positive or negative. Like try maybe try to match someone else's positive or positivity, um, or kind of what Sam said, like go down and meet them where they're at, and then try to make sure that they know that they're like not crazy for maybe being a little bit negative. Mm. Good one. Oh, I can't think. Um, my action item being more optimistic from now on. Um, I think I have to be more optimistic with myself and me because I feel like I'm very optimistic with others and like when I interact with them, but I find myself being a lot more negative towards myself. You know what I mean? So like when I give advice and when I'm listening, I'm like, oh, it's okay. But if like a situation like that would happen to me. I would be like, you know, if something would happen. So, which is not really fair either if I'm, you know, telling people it's going to be all right, but then I'm not like taking that own dose of my own medicine or whatever the thing is. Um, So I think, I think that would be one, trying to be more optimistic with like my own personal life as well as those that I interact with. That's a really good point. Thank you, Michael. Good question, Colin. You're welcome, Sam. Wow. Coffee time. Michael, what you drinking over there? Um, 
I'm drinking. What am I drinking? <laughs> uh, it's like that look of fear in his eyes. I'm like, shoot, what am I drinking? Um, so we're all drinking. Did I ever tell you what you're drinking? No, you just sh- said they're sure all the same. Oh, yeah. Okay, one. so it's just black coffee. It's Guatemala black coffee. The foundry, of course. Guatemala. I put just a splash of cream in it splash. and one packet of sugar. That was the sugar falling into the coffee. And, it, and, it's, and it's delicious, might I add. It is delicious. It's good. You put really good proportions in whatever you did. I'm pretty good at doing that. I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, let's just this much cream, one packet of sugar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the sprinkling. Shoot, what, what, what is that what called? What is that called? I don't know. I, it has a name, but I can't remember. Isn't it like the guy that like slices meat yeah, and then he like da- yeah. like dashes the seasoning on it? You all know what we're talking about, I think, hopefully. Probably. Well, I'm going to say that. <laughs> It's time to wrap that up. Yep. Um, okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Disclaimer. This podcast was prepared by Colin Fink and Samantha Wolf in their personal capacity. The opinions expressed in this podcast are the author's own and do not reflect the views of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln.